Welcome, friends, to this brand new edition of A Heart After God Bible Teaching Ministry with Pastor Brad Abley. We're delighted that you've joined us today, and we've already been praying for you, that you would meet the Lord in a fresh, new way. We've also been praying that you would be changed and transformed into the image of Jesus by the power of His Word and by the power of the Holy Spirit. And now, let's resume our Know Your Faith series as we go through the entire Gospel of Luke, patiently, slowly, and verse by verse. Here's Pastor Brad. Well, very warm greetings to you, my friends. This is Pastor Brad Abley with A Heart After God Bible Teaching Ministry, a ministry that is designed to take you deeper into the Word of God and to stir within all of us a greater heart after God. Before I get into the message today, which will be part 37 of our series called the Know Your Faith series in Luke chapter 6 and verse 17, I'm reminded uh, to appeal to you, please pray earnestly for Maureen and me. We are targets of the evil one who does not like the preaching and teaching of the word that is going throughout Africa and all of South America, the Caribbean, Mexico, um, the United States, and Canada. And there are evil people that don't like what we're doing. And so I, I just want to continue to ask you, cover us in prayer and pray for us that God would protect us from the powers of darkness against sickness, disease, and calamity, car accidents, um, fires, all those things. I, you know, I'm I'm speaking literally because a home next, right next to our home, blew up and burned to the ground in a matter of minutes, uh, just over a month ago, and it melted the side paneling of our home, melted it completely. Now there was no damage. Other than that, uh, to our home, unfortunately, we have homeowner's insurance and the homeowner's insurance paid for that to be replaced and and then a fence was burned as well. But there was no damage in our home beyond that. It was a big event. The, the neighbors across the street, their doorknobs were, were hot to the touch. And it was it was even it was so big that uh, the local television news covered this as well. Now God spared us. We pray over our home. We pray against break-ins and and fires and those kinds of things. But I believe it's because we pray. And then today, as we were driving uh, to church, someone came over the line, and they were heading right towards us. And I yelled out the name of Jesus, honked my horn. They pulled back in. But my friends, this isn't the first time that this has happened. And I recognize, again, that it's not really so much me. It's that anybody that is preaching the gospel and especially that is reaching the multitudes and preaching for salvations they are going to be a target of the devil and not just preaching for salvations, but my entire ministry, uh, a heart after God is designed 
as I always say at the outset, to deepen your faith, to deepen the churches, to to that the churches will grow in quality and in quantity, that um, they'll reproduce themselves, that many of you will start small groups and new churches, and that God will raise up many of you uh, to be preachers and teachers of the word, and those who are already preachers and teachers of the word, that the Holy Spirit will use these broadcasts to equip you and to teach you, to give you greater skill and anointing and and understanding of his word. And you see all of these things, lives will be changed and transformed. That is what this broadcast is all about. And I hope that if you've listened to it for any length of time, you understand that I am not out for my own glory, but I want Jesus Christ to be famous. I want him to be glorified. I want people to love the Father and depend upon the Holy Spirit. And, and uh, you know, if I do that, God will take care of me. I'm not interested in my own fame and fortune. I'm interested in being obedient and bringing glory to God. And I often think of what John the Baptist said about Jesus. He must increase and I must decrease. So would you agree with me in prayer for our own protection, and then in prayer for just this time in God's word. Father, we do come together with really a prayer meeting. Even though it's a short prayer meeting, there is power in agreement, as you know. And we come together in agreement now against the forces of darkness, that no weapon that is formed against us will prosper and every tongue that rises against us in judgment, you will condemn. For this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their vindication is from me. This is what you yourself have promised us, Father, in your holy word. And then I was reading this morning in Isaiah 49 and verse 25, you have said, for I will contend with the one who contends with you. And we're asking that you would contend against every demonic spirit that has been assigned against all of us and protect us from sickness, disease, calamity, and over all the powers of darkness, including fire and accident and all these things and more, because we're trusting in you. We take refuge in you. We look to you for your guidance and protection. And now, Holy Spirit, you, you are the master teacher. No one can teach like you. And we're asking that you would teach through me and change us and transform us into the image of Jesus for the glory of the Father and the Son, the advancement of the gospel, the deepening of your church, the evangelization of the lost, Bring forth glory, Holy Spirit, and uh, produce great and extraordinary fruit presently and eternally through us. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Luke part 37, in, I mean, uh, uh, part 37 in our series of uh, the Know Your Faith series in Luke. And we are in Luke chapter 6, 
and we're going to go through verses 17 through 19 first, and then time permitting, we'll go on beyond that. Well, Jesus came down with them, referring to the 12 disciples that he had chosen. Remember, he had spent all night in prayer, and we read about that in verses 12 through 16 of Luke 6. So in verse 17, Jesus came down with them and stood on a level place. This would be at the bottom of a hill or a mountain. And there was a, Luke tells us there was a large crowd of his disciples. So Jesus had more disciples than just the 12. There were many more than that. But out of those, out of that large number of disciples, he chose 12 to be his apostles. But when he came down from the mountain uh, in in the, the time that he was praying, what that, that's exactly what Luke says in verse 12. It was at this time that he went off to the mountain to pray. And then verse 17, he came down and stood on a level place. There was a large crowd of his disciples. And Luke tells us in verse 17, a great throng of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and the coastal region of Tyre and Sidon. So in a sense, Luke is referring geographically to the almost the entire nation of Israel from, from the south all the way up to the north. He wants us to understand that by this time, Jesus' fame had spread throughout the entire land, and the people are coming to listen to him. This is what Luke says in verse 18, who had come to hear him, that is, they understood that he was speaking the truth of the word of God. Some understood him to be the Messiah, the Son of God. Some didn't at this point. And they came to be healed of their diseases. Well, that makes sense because in that time, as throughout much of the world, uh, people don't have money to go to the doctor or the pharmacy or to use medication. They were dependent upon God. And in Jesus, their needs could be met physically. So they came to be healed of their diseases. And Luke tells us in verse 18, those who were troubled with unclean spirits, these are demons, were being cured. And all the people were trying to touch him. Why? For power was coming from him and healing them all. Well, this is a fulfillment of what we learned uh, many weeks ago in Luke chapter 4, verses 17 and 18, the first recorded sermon of Jesus in the Gospels. Um, let me read it in, I'm going back to Luke 4, uh, beginning in verse 16. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and as was his custom, he, Jesus, entered the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read. Verse 17, and the book of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him, and he opened the book and found the place where it was written. This would come from Isaiah chapter 61, beginning in verse 1. And then Luke tells us, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. That is 
the Holy Spirit. And the reason is because he anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Usually that refers to the humble, but it can refer to the economically poor as well. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives. Now, in this case, those who are bound up in sin or bound up in control of the demonic realm, to set free those who are oppressed, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. The grace of God had come to save them and transform them. That is what is happening here in Luke chapter 6, verses 17 through 19. Now, let me explain some things that are really important to explain about this time that um, it, uh, that is happening, that, that what we're reading here. It, it's important for me to mention, my friends, that the gospel that Jesus preached brought divine truth, saving truth, delivering truth. But it also was and is a gospel of power, power to heal, to deliver from demonic possession or oppression, and chiefly power to transform a sinner into one who loves God, who loves righteousness, and who desires to please God. Now, in the healing power of Jesus, that, that healing power would back up his claims to be the Messiah, the Son of God, and to have the Word of God. Uh, so to back up his claims, Jesus performed healings and miracles that only the Messiah could do. And until he did the miracles that he did, this will surprise you. It needs to be kept in mind that the people of Israel had experienced no recorded miracles since mostly mostly since the days of Elijah and Elisha. That is a long time. That is hundreds and hundreds of years, no miracles at all. In contrast to the greatness of John the Baptist, who preceded Jesus, even John did no miracles. And so the fact that Jesus is doing all of these miracles, all of these healings, is a witness and a testimony that he was who he says he was, that he was the Messiah, the Son of God. There are seven signs that uh, John records in his gospel. And at the end of his gospel, he said that these Signs are meant to show people that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, the Messiah, the Son of God. And that, that is one of the reasons that Luke is recording all of these healings. Now, there's more uh, to learn from that as well, because it wasn't just Jesus doing the work, but what did he do to his own disciples or with his own disciples? If you have a Bible, turn with me to Luke chapter 10, because we want to understand that Jesus also commissioned his followers to preach the gospel and to um, heal the sick, raise the dead, and to cast out demons. So let's let's go to um, 
Luke chapter 10 and verse 1. Uh, let, let me just go to verses 1 and 2. Now, after this, the Lord appointed 70 others and sent them in pairs ahead of him to every city and place where he himself was going to come. And he was saying to them, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, beseech the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. The Greek word beseech can mean, uh, it's an intense word for prayer, and it can even mean to beg. That is that Jesus is saying to us something very important, which very few Christians actually pray this, but we are to call him who is the Lord of harvest. We are to ask him to send forth laborers into his harvest. Why? Because the harvest is plentiful, but his laborers need to know the word of God, to be anointed by the spirit of God, and to be skilled in handling people. So let's pray right now before we go any further, and let's actually obey this verse and do what it says. Lord Jesus, you are the Lord of the harvest, and we come before you now humbly, but also in faith, and we do what you've said to do. We beseech you, send forth laborers into your harvest. Father, the gospel is free, but it's not cheap, and it takes a lot of money to get laborers into your harvest. And we're asking that you would set them apart to yourself, that you would bring in the finances from the north, south, east, and west, that you would do miracles financially to get your workers into your harvest, and that that they and we would reap a harvest for the glory of the Father and of the Son. And we ask these things, Lord Jesus, in your name. Amen. Now, dropping down to verse 8, verses 8 and 9 of Luke 10, Jesus tells them, Whatever city you enter and they receive you, eat what is set before you and heal those in it who are sick and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. That means the kingdom of God, again, as I said, it, it is based in the truth of the word of God and it has power to change and transform. That is the literal meaning of the gospel. It is joyful good news of a history-making or life-changing event. Anybody that has received the gospel can attest to that. I can attest to it. But the gospel is, it, it involves power. Now, notice what happens. Jesus sent them out uh, to preach. And in verse 17 of Luke 10, the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. There's power and authority in the name of Jesus. And then uh, then we find the Apostle Paul later. What does he say about uh, preaching the gospel? He tells uh, the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verses 1 through 5, he, he says to them, and when I came 
to you, brethren, Paul started the church in Corinth, I did not come to you with superiority of speech or of wisdom, proclaiming to you the testimony of God, for I determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you, verse 3, in weakness and in fear and in much trembling, and my message, verse 4, and my preaching were not in persuasive words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit, that is the Holy Spirit, and of power. Why? So that your faith would not rest on the wisdom of men, but on the power of God, the life-changing, transforming power of God. And then lastly, even in the church, uh, for example, in the church of Galatia, in when Paul wrote to the Galatians, notice what he says to them. We can see that, that the Holy Spirit was working miracles in and through and among them. He says in Galatians chapter 3, verse 5, So then does he, that is the Father, and of course the Son, does he who provides you continually with the Spirit and works miracles among you, do it by the works of the law or by hearing with faith? Now, I'm saying all that to say this, my friend. There are two things that I want to accomplish here. And number one is to convey to us the importance of sharing our faith, of preaching the gospel. And by preaching, I don't mean standing on a street corner or even necessarily in the church, but 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 um, preaching can be just, it can happen in a normal conversation uh, with someone. You can tell them about the saving power of Jesus, what he's done in your life. You can share scripture with them. You can ask them, what are your needs? Let me pray for you. And you believe God to meet their needs. That's one of the best evangelistic tools of all is to pray for people. I've had very few people throughout my lifetime that I've witnessed to that I've said, do you have a need and can I pray for you? I'd say maybe one or two or three out of hundreds of people have said, no, I don't want you to pray for me. Almost everybody will say, yes, I want you to pray for me. And that is the opportunity for God to show up and, and bring glory to his name by answering your prayers for whatever the needs are. And it can be healing. It can be provision of finances. There's just anything. God is willing to answer prayer for anything, but it is imperative. It's vital for us to work together with him to minister to those people. You, if you are a believer in Jesus, you have his authority, you have the truth, you have the power of the Holy Spirit. Get out there, my friends, and 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 share the gospel with people. Pray for people. Be bold. Be strong. The Lord your God is with you. Don't be afraid of anybody. You have the Holy Spirit in you. Be humble, but don't apologize for the truth of the word of God. And when you stand that way, you watch. God will use you, and you'll be amazed at some of the things that he will do for you and through you. Now, before going on any further, I think it's important that we should stop and pray 
four needs right now. So whatever those needs are, would you lift your hands to the Lord in faith, ready to receive, and may he be glorified. Father, in the name of Jesus, we command every demon spirit that is controlling people and harassing people and oppressing people come out of those people that you have possessed in the name of Jesus. And for tormenting spirits, spirits of heaviness and oppression and depression, we bind your power over people in the name of Jesus. And for those who have a need for healing in their bodies, whatever it is, malaria, cancer, a paralysis, blindness, deafness, broken toes, broken fingers, broken elbows, severe headaches, whatever it is, Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you are the great physician. Heal bodies all over this audience, all throughout Africa, all throughout South America, all throughout Mexico and the Caribbean and and the United States and Canada. Lord, nothing is impossible with you. Show forth your power and your glory. We ask for financial needs for those who are crying out for finances, that you would meet their needs according to your in glory. We ask that you would restore marriages, that you would reconcile people back together again. Lord, there is nothing, no need that is beneath you. We are asking that you would meet needs right now according to your riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Amen and amen. Now, my friends, the last most important prayer of all, the most important prayer anybody could ever pray is, Lord, have mercy upon me. I am a sinner. And if you don't know the saving, delivering, healing power, transforming power of Jesus to forgive your sin and make you a brand new person, then my friend, this is the time. I want you to pray with me. Humble yourself. Ask the Lord Jesus to forgive you of your sins. If you're willing to do that, then I want you to pray with me right now. These words, Lord Jesus Christ. Pray with me, Lord Jesus Christ. I have not lived my life for you, but I need you. Lord, save me from my sins. Forgive me from my sins. And I will live for you and I will serve you all the days of my life. I surrender my life. Everything that I am, all that I am, all that I hope to be is yours. I turn my life over to you now. Lord Jesus, live your life in me and through me, and I will live for you and serve you all the days of my life. Thank you, Jesus, that you have heard my prayer. And thank you, Jesus, that you are now my Lord and my Savior. My friends, I welcome you into the kingdom of God, into the family of God. The Bible says there's more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents 
than over 99 righteous. My friends, if you've been blessed by this broadcast, let people know. Tell them about it. Let them know. Pray for me. Pray that that uh, pray for my own financial needs to be met. And until next time, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all, both now and forevermore. Until next week, this is Pastor Brad Abley saying God bless you. Thank you, Pastor Brad, for this outstanding message and time of ministry. Friends, Pastor Brad and his wife Maureen need a prayer team. Would you kindly consider praying for them on a daily basis? Thank you for your partnership. If you've been blessed by this ministry, please tell others about it. If you would like to partner with him financially, please go to his website at bradabley.com. You can also check out his two devotionals and his commentaries on amazon.com. Until next time, we pray that our Lord stir you daily to have a greater heart after him in every way.